talk here just for a few minutes, hopefully very, very practical um, word of encouragement to you. We're going to continue with what we began talking about last week concerning the church's role in the advancement and the building of the kingdom of God. And, and just for the sake of time, I'm going to move very, very quickly here. We got a number of things that we can pray into. Um, when, you, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to praying for the church, how many of you feel that God has graced your life with a unique calling to pray for the church? Let me just, just see who the intercessors of the church are. A couple, yep, one, two, three, four, five. A couple over here, excellent, very good. Thank you for raising your hand and thank you for being faithful intercessors for the church. And for those of you who would not say, I feel a special grace or I feel a uh, particular calling to pray for the church, I want to encourage you today. I'd like to um, persuade you from the scriptures, and I'd also like to appeal to you today to pray for the church, and specifically to pray for the church that God has planted you in. The staff and I, we pray for this body, and we pray for our city on a daily basis. Every morning, we get together at 8.30, And on a bare minimum, we'll pray for 30 minutes for you. And when the Lord really begins to breathe and move on our prayer time, we'll pray for about a solid hour. And it has happened at times that we've even prayed for an hour and a half when God's just really got something for us to pray into. And we do that on a daily basis. The reason why we do that on a daily basis, there's tons of things to do. There's there's thousands of things to get done. There's uh, many, many ministries to develop. There's needs to tend to. But all of that, we believe, functions out of the place of us being rooted in God. Uh, Everything that we do, we are constantly calling upon the wisdom and the counsel and the power and the anointing and the grace of God to do what God has called us to do. In fact, if there were anything good about Antioch, and I think that there are many things that are good about Antioch, I think that there are things that uh, need to be improved, and those are the things that typically dominate and consume my mind. But there are many, many good things about this people and about this family and about this house, and if there's anything good, I would attribute it to the goodness and the kindness of God the faithfulness of the Lord to this people and to his word, and I would attribute it to prayer. I would attribute it to prayer. And the reason why I say that is because many people will come up and they will say things like this. They will say things like, you know, I'm not really a church guy, but there is something that I cannot put my finger on in this people. There is something about this people that is drawing me, that is awakening me, that is, that is stirring me, that is confronting me, that is provoking me. That's not my messages. That's not our worship. That's, that is the tangible move of the Holy Spirit upon his people. And that's what we want. From day one, we said, Jesus, be the center of it all. And Jesus, what we want people talking about when they leave this place is we want them talking about the activity of the Holy Spirit through your people impacting and changing and transforming people's lives forever. That's what we desire. And that happens by prayer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make an appeal to you in these next 15 to 20 minutes that you join us in praying. 
I sat down with the staff. Let's see here what my journal says. This says, I've dated this as, this was December the 1st, 2015. And I asked the church, or I asked the staff a simple question. I said, I want us to just take a few minutes. I'm going to ask you to pull your journals out, and they did. And I said, I want you to just write down about 25 things. So let's just cap it at 25 things that you could pray into the church. 25 things that you could pray over the church. Now, for those of you guys who aren't familiar with our culture here and aren't familiar with the body and the family of Antioch, we don't just pray for our local church. We pray for our city. We pray for other churches in our city. We pray for our nation. We pray for the nations. We want to be a people of prayer and a house of prayer that, that will be a people that are responsive to the things that are on God's heart. But a lot of times we don't pray specifically for this family. And so today we're going to take a few minutes and talk about that. And so as the staff pulled their journals out, they, we, took, we took about 15 or 20 minutes. They all wrote things down. We pulled back together and then we just compared notes. We just traded ideas. And so this is a microcosm of the things that we pulled together. And then I did the same exercise with our life group leaders. And it was really fascinating because a lot of similar things came out. I broke this down into categories. Pray for, number one, spiritual formation. This is pray for our sonship, pray for salvations, pray for discipleship, pray for uh, worship, pray for the word to be preached and communicated in power and truth, pray for prayer to be strong and fervent, pray for a deeper level of devotion to the Lord from every single person in the house, pray into the apostolic prayers, pray for Christ to be formed in us, unity in the body, pray for a biblical worldview to be established in all of the people of Antioch, pray for healing, restoration, pray for God encounters, pray for freedom and deliverance from addiction and from sin. Second category here is pray into the culture. That's praying for our values, sonship, awakening, equipping, sending, praying for the creed, praying for uh, a greater measure of Holy Spirit activity uh, and Holy Spirit gifts being manifested in and through and among his people. Third category is here is pray strategically, praying into our purpose as a people, praying into our vision, into our mission, into our values, praying for Holy Spirit-inspired direction, pray for growth, pray for advancement, pray for multiplication of disciples, leaders, groups, ministries, and churches, pray for our finances, pray for the formation and the establishment of our elders, pray that we would be led by the Holy Spirit, pray for our leaders, that they would be governed by wisdom and discernment. They would lead uprightly. Hope you're not trying to write any of this stuff down. Um, we pray for strategic positions of service that needed to be that need to be filled. A children's pastor, uh, a uh, missions director, and many other key uh, positions. Pray for drummers. Uh, pray for the building of the family and the building of the house. Pray for uh, advancement that we would take ground. Pray for the, the fulfillment of the fivefold offices and gifts. Third category is to pray for needs. That's health needs, finance needs. Pray for our crew members. Pray for our uh, church members, specific needs that we're aware of, pastoral needs. Pray for their families, marriages, 
department-specific needs. Fifth category is to pray for the people at large, to pray for situations that we're aware of that people are walking through, to pray for all the relative people groups, children, youth, young adults, singles, men, women, elders, so on and so forth. Uh, Pray for, next category is to pray into uh, warfare and intercession, watchman intercession over the house, protection over the body, physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, pray against division, pray against the movement and the activity of demonic spirits, pray for a wall spiritually to be built around this house that will protect and that will prevent unnecessary harm coming to our people, pray into preventive measures, I'm just giving you a big overview here, praying prophetically, asking the Holy Spirit what he is saying, what he is doing, what he is doing now, pray for hidden things and root structures to be revealed that are preventing the advancement and the growth of our body. Next category is to pray into our mission, to pray for influence and favor in our city, to pray for a spirit of evangelism and soul winning, to pray for greater ministries of outreach, to pray into the seven mountains, to pray for a good name and favor uh, into our city. I'm moving very, very fast because I'm just trying to give you an overview that there are a lot of things to pray for. There are a lot of things to pray for, and every one of those topics you could feasibly spend probably an hour on each of those topics. And I say that just as a precursor and also as a disclaimer that I'm going to just, I'm going to spit out at you about three to six things, depending on how much time I take on each of these. And um, what is typical in a message like this is someone will hear that and go, well, that's not the only things to pray for, these five things that you preached on. Clearly, these are not the only things to pray for. But these are things that I want to put in front of our eyes, and these are things I want to recruit you into praying over the family that God has planted you in. How many of you would say by the Spirit of God that God has, and there's no pressure here, that God has called you to be a functioning member of this body. He has called you to be a part of this house. Let me just see your hands. It's beautiful. See, I'm not even looking right now because I don't want anybody feeling all embarrassed and weird. That's awesome. All right, for your notes, if you're taking notes and if you have your Bible, go with me to Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. And I'm not going to do a lot of commentary on this. I'm not going to do a a ton of explanation. I'm just going to be very, very straightforward and give you a list of some things that you can pray over your local church as the people of God are formed to advance the kingdom, number one. Pray for the church. Pray for your church to be formed into Christ-likeness. Pray for the church to be formed into Christ-likeness. If you've not been aware of this, let me just kind of bring you into a place of consciousness that the word formation is a word that has been subtly leavened into the house more and more, particularly over the past six to eight months. And that's because we believe that a lot of the things, if not all of the things that we do from prayer to our worship corporately, to meeting together in smaller gatherings, to taking care of one another, to reaching out to the city, to um, intentionally being in authentic, tight-knit, covenantal uh, relationship with one another, giving, all of these things are designed by God to actually form us into maturity and into Christ-likeness. We believe that. 
We believe that when we worship together corporately, it's not just about a a segue into the word. It's not just about transitioning out of a difficult week and getting into a place where we can kind of feel better emotionally. It's It's not even just about receiving something. It's about glorifying and honoring God in a manner that forms us. That when we set our focus and when we give him worship, something happens. We, the people of God, are formed in that process. And we'll talk more about that as we continue our journey for many, 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 many years. In Galatians 4 verse 19, Paul, a church planter and a legitimate apostle of the faith, was writing a letter to actually a number of churches that the book of Galatians actually written to a number of different churches. And in this, I love it because he says here in verse 19 of chapter four, my dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I can, I can relate to that verse to some degree. There have been times, and for those of you who are parents or those of you who are business owners or ministry leaders, those of you who have functioned in a particular role of leadership spiritually, you may have experienced times when the Lord would move on you with such concern and such care and such travail and such prayer for the people that God has called you to, that it's literally, it's almost unbearable. And I love the analogy that Paul uses here. He says, it's almost like the pains of childbirth to which every woman says, how in the world are you gonna tell me that you know what the pains of childbirth are? He used that phrase very, very intentionally and very strategically. It's communicating, I hurt for the church. I hurt. Being a spiritual father and being a spiritual mother and, and assuming a place of ownership and responsibility for the lives and the development and the formation of others is a risky endeavor that to do it right involves your heart. To do it the right way. See, we could do this in a way, we could do this in a way that's very, very programmatic, very, very methodical, very sterile. We could do it that way, or we could put our heart on the line, and we could risk getting hurt, and we could risk loving and giving and serving and it not being reciprocated, and we can risk putting ourselves out there on the line and someone misinterpreting our motives or someone talking negatively about us, but to do it right, you have to put your heart on the line. You have to do it, and that's what Paul was doing right here. He wasn't building some apostolic network and some apostolic church structure just so he could get everyone's first fruits. He wasn't doing that. He, he hurt for the churches and he prayed in a manner that moved his spirit and moved his heart and even pained him until Christ was formed. The implication here, obviously, is that Christ wasn't formed in a lot of the churches, just like Christ is informed in a lot of the churches today. And Paul, in the unique perspective that he had as a planter and as a former and a founder and a father of all these churches, he knew what their weaknesses were. He knew that there were certain things that it was like the Achilles heel of the Thessalonians. He knew the Achilles heel of the church at Philippi. He knew the things that would take those guys out. It 
pained him when he saw church leaders going, "Ah, I'm of Peter and I'm of Apollos and I follow Paul. That broke his heart. So what did he do? He went to his prayer closet and he put his heart on the line and he fasted and he prayed and he cried out and he shed tears and he travailed and he moved into a place of birthing something in the spirit because, now watch this, and especially moms and dads, pay attention here, there is an element of formation that can only happen in the place of prayer because it's purchased. It is purchased. And whatever God does in this church, whatever God does in forming this family will be purchased in prayer. It will be purchased by pain, staking, agonizing with God in the place of prayer. God, form Christ-likeness in your people. For your notes, you can write these verses down. I'm not going to read them. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 through 22, and also 1 Peter chapter 2. Verses four through nine. That would say Ephesians chapter two, verse 19 through 22, and First Peter chapter two, verses four through nine. And I'm out of time. All right, let's stand to our feet. <laughs> I'm gonna rattle these off, just the topics, just the headings. Second, Father, right now, we just pray into this house. Father, we pray that Christ would be formed in the church of God here in Colorado Springs on a city level, but Lord, even specifically, we ask that Christ would be formed in Antioch. Father, number two, we pray that the church would walk in its assignment and that we would fulfill our purpose to disciple nations, to make heaven look, to make earth look like heaven and to bring heaven to earth. Father, we pray that this people, that we would not lose our way that in the grind of life and in the pressure and the opposition of the world and Lord even in the monotonous mundane boring hours of life that we would set our gaze on our purpose to be a people that glorify you in the earth to be a prophetic witness and to disciple nations God number three I pray that this church would be a church that operates in the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit We want the Holy Spirit of God in Antioch. Holy Spirit, you're more important to us than a big building. Holy Spirit, you're more important to us than huge numbers and a lot of finances. Holy Spirit, you're more important to us than everything. We want you. We want to be a people that in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our small groups, and in our large gatherings where we are moving and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, number four, I pray that we would be a church that holds fast to and boldly proclaims the truth. God, I pray that by your grace that we would never, ever, ever compromise on truth. Come on, can I get an amen on that? Lord, where they're threatening to steal 501c3s and shut people down and conform to secular ideology, God, I just pray that this church would never compromise. 
God, I pray that, Lord, we would do it in a spirit of love and a spirit of grace, but we would hold fast. We would hold fast. God, I pray that we would not water down the truth of your word. Whether that's about worship or whether it's about giving or whether it's about sexual orientation or whether it's about marriage or whether it's about what the church is called to be or who you are, God, I pray that we would be faithful to the truth of the word of God. I'm asking you this today in the accountability of the witnesses of this church. Father, I pray that we would mature in our service. God, that we would discover our gifts and we would cultivate those talents and those abilities and we would discover our graces. And God, that we would give freely as we have received, we would give freely. Father, I pray for a children's pastor, director. I pray for all the workers of our ministry to children. God, we pray for drummers. We pray for business leaders. Father, I pray for our board, someone that is just skilled, skilled, skilled in the area of finance. I pray for someone who is skilled in the understanding of legal issues and legal matters. God, we pray for elders, God, people that are mature, people whose marriages and families and lifestyles we can look at as a body and say, we want to be like you. God, we pray for those people. We pray for the people that set up chairs. We pray for the people that tear down. God, we pray for a maturity through service to happen in Antioch. God, I love this house. I love this people with all my heart. And Lord, I love your church with all of its flaws and with all of its warts and with all of its mistakes. God, I love your church. Your beautiful bride church which is your temple the church which is the people of God the prophetic witness that is remaining here on the earth testifying to the arrival and the coming of your kingdom God I love your body I bless your church God I bless your church Lord, even this week in our staff prayer time, we were praying for the burnt stones of our city, those that have been hurt by the church, those, God, that have given up the habit of meeting together. And today, I just, I want us all to pray right now for every burnt stone walking the streets of our city. Father God, I pray for people who had expectations and those expectations weren't met for whatever reason. Pray you'd heal them. God, I pray for the people that gave and gave and gave and gave and they were, they, were, they were tossed to the side or maybe they stopped giving and they weren't valuable anymore. God, I pray you'd heal them. I pray that you'd reach out and pull them in. I pray that you'd use a broken body to do that, God. I pray that in this place that you would give us a grace for the burnt stones, the cynical, critical, the, the, the skeptical, Lord, those that come in and... and Lord, for a season, they just need to sit and they're not going to give and they're not going to worship and they're not going to serve. But for a season, they just just need to sit. And I ask that you would give us a grace and you would put a healing anointing in this place for the burnt ones, for the burnt stones, because you rebuilt the wall and you used burnt stones when you rebuilt it. 
God, we bless our city today. I pray for New Life and Radiant and Woodman Valley and First Pres. And God, I pray for Pulpit Rock and Craigmore Reformed. God, I pray for all the church plants and those that have been established for decades. This is your church, and you're crazy about it. I pray for the grace and the ministry of the Holy Spirit to be strong, that you would form us to the image of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, we got a couple of young gals that are going to be launched out today. Mariah Swink's going to be going to El Salvador for about seven weeks. She'll be going down there. And Melanie Riffle will be going to the Philippines for... Is that indefinite? Where's she at? You're going to Guatemala, but then after that, the Philippines. And the Philippines is kind of an indefinite deal, right? For So we're talking long term. So Mel, come on up here, sweetie. Come over here to my right and just to your left. And then Mariah, if you'll just step forward right here. And I'm going to invite... Uh, family members, and I'm going to invite friends to come and rally around these two ladies. Give you a minute to come down here and just come and surround these gals. Give us a formal dismissal and a closing here. My wife is saying that she has to run like back and forth to pray for these girls. Father, we bless these young ladies. Lord, as they go to El Salvador, Guatemala, Tanzania, Philippines, Father, we pray for the grace of the Lord to be strong on them. Lord, we affirm as a corporate people the process that they have walked through. We affirm that they are not going out rogue and renegade and rebellious. We affirm that they are going out covered, sanctioned, endorsed, supported, and we bless them. We bless them, Father. We apostolically commission them today to go forth as daughters of the living God to announce, to proclaim, and to promote the kingdom of God in every way possible. Father, would you put a hedge around our daughters? Would you cover them? Would you cause great favor to go before them? Would you deliver them? Would you form them? Would you grow them? Would you mature them? Would you be near to them? In dark moments and dark hours, God, I pray that you would be closer than ever before, that your voice would be heard. Father, I pray for provision where it's still lacking financially. I pray for direction, Lord, where there is still confusion. I pray for the activation of gifts. I pray for an increase of authority. And I pray, Father, that these two women of God, God, that they would continue to move and to expand and to grow the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Antioch Church, I bless you today in Jesus' name.